I've had, it's been like 70 degrees Fahrenheit here for like most of the day and most mm. of yesterday too. And it's been so nice. Just like have the windows open. Yeah. Just get the fan going. Yeah, it's been <laughs> like low 70s, high 60s here in Utah. It's just been absolutely gorgeous. It's really overcast today, nice. which is nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the weather's like outside. When I woke up, I immediately closed the blind because I could not see anything. <laughs> oh, Tanner. <laughs> I'm good now. Christina, I'm good. I'm glad. I'm th- that was in sympathy. I hope you know that. Okay. <laughs> As someone who literally on Wednesday could not stand light, I totally get it. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Um, is that it? Is that all we have for an opening spiel? <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know what unless y'all got anything to come up with. I my my brain is still truthfully half in editing podcast town, so I'm going to try and reorient to be in talking about this shit show of an episode. <laughs> oh boy. This sure was an episode of glee. Just go ahead and grab a chair and listen now. As we riff the show, Tanner and Christina gonna figure out why we love the show. Better grab your golden stars and slushies, cause you're listening, you're listening to Loser Like Me. Loser Like Me. Hello and welcome to Loser Like Me. A podcast where we watch Glee and then we just have to deal with that fact. I'm Tanner, and I petted a snake. I'm Christina, and I'm trying to think of something that I can say that I did in this episode that isn't an egregious mistake. (laughs) And I support Britney Spears. That's not an egregious mistake. (laughs) (laughs) And we have a guest this week. We we have a special guest. Um, It's Britney herself. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hello. How are you guys doing today? It's me, a Brittany. <laughs> Brittany S. Pierce, actually. <laughs> Hi, I, I'm Crash. Uh, my pronouns are they, them, and I'm happy to be here. Yay, we're happy and to we have are, you. <laughs> yes, we are very glad that you are here, that, you, that we are all here to support each other, so thank you for joining us in this, Crash. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> oh. So, Crash... What mm-hmm. we, I, what I think we ask our guests usually is, what history do you have with Glee the show or Glee the extracurricular? Um, so I, I did show choir in high school. I will nice. come on your podcast and admit that. Um, I am, <laughs> nice. I am, and also I did musical theater, so I have like a lot of of a background in this. Um, music was very important to me for a long time. Um, and then I watched Glee while it was airing. Uh, I think I got into, like, I jumped on while it was airing during season one and then watched very religiously up until, like, what, seasons three or four? Because, like, it was, like, pretty palatable to start with, right? Like, it's a lot, but, like, it doesn't do some of the stuff it does later until some of the stuff happens later and then and then it was just kind of like i can't do this anymore (laughs) i i feel like it starts sensible enough that it eases you into the bullshit yeah yeah yes i I Um, would agree with that yeah i think one of 
I think one of my wake up calls for this show is uh, the kids day drinking during school hours. I was like, I can't. I don't think I could do this. (laughs) (laughs) A completely understandable crash. Yeah. (laughs) Though that definitely did happen. It does. Yes, it does. (laughs) But for for different reasons than the kids day drinking during school, I'm pretty sure. Hmm. But uh, yeah, no, I was I was really into the show. Like I had a couple of the CDs. I had the their Christmas CD and their Rocky Horror CD. God, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. a thing to admit on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just like I, I feel like this was like probably one of my first shows that had like mainstream queer characters. So that was very important to me. And then, mm-hmm. and then I kind of grew up a little bit and realized, like, just because you've got a gay character on your show doesn't mean, like, it's any good at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Of course, I'm the kind of gay that will probably watch it regardless of quality if there's anything that's gay about the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is <laughs> fair. We all, we've all done it. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's how they got yeah. so many people to watch Merlin, right? <laughs> but Merlin's not actually gay. Merlin, I know. Is... I... <laughs> Mer- Merlin is not actually gay, but people enough people wanted to believe that it was that they watched it, and then the other half just really wanted to thirst over Katie McGrath, is my mm. understanding of Merlin. <laughs> Merlin wasn't also, gay, but you're probably gay so- if you watched it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, it seems like their armor and like sword and like weaponry and stuff is generally pretty functional, so like kudos mm-hmm. yeah the armor and swords in glee are pretty good yeah yeah the, God, they glee, ha- glee wishes could you could you imagine like them doing like a whole episode of like them singing like madrigals at a ren fair i i would i think i would give money to see the glee cast try to perform you stole my love fie upon you fie <laughs> Or Which like is any sort of technical singing magical. that like you have to do with magicals. They're like intense. Oh gosh, yes. <laughs> I feel like if Glee was being made today, they definitely would have done a Dungeons and Dragons episode. Oh no. They Where all the, 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 all the musical numbers take place in like the, the dream space, but they're all like at like singing as their D and D characters. See, no, they li- they literally just go to medieval knights. Ryan Murphy could not. There's pull one in off, Chicago. Uh, Ryan Murphy could not pull off a Knight's Tale as much as he wants to. That's what that this is true. Is <laughs> it was he, it would be, Yeah, it would be him trying to rip off a Knight's Tale and just failing at it miserably. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's a short synopsis of my history with this show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, in that oh, case, God. Christina, if you, I I hear you've got the spreadsheets pulled up, what are we? What, tell us the story about this week's episode. So this week's episode of Glee, we are watching episode two of season one, which uh, season episode two of season two. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I saw the tab that marks season one in the spreadsheet, and my brain was like, "Yes, that." <laughs> um. So, uh, it is. The episode is entitled Britney, Britney. And uh, for those of you who uh, who do not have it in front of you like I do, uh, it is Britney, B-R-I-T-N-E-Y, and then a slash, and then Britney, B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y. Correct. So it's in Britney Spears and Britney the Glee character. Um, 
This episode was written and directed by Ryan Murphy, as so many of the crimes in Glee are. <laughs> they are solely his fault. <laughs> he is a plague upon this, humanity. He is. And this episode aired on September 28th of 2010, if that matters to anyone. <laughs> God, it was that long ago. That's that's too much. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it really is. Oh. All right. God. Who wants to start us off? Uh, I'll start us off. Um, the previously on, I've already forgotten what they said that happened previously on, except for the fact Wemma that- Wemma and Chang squared. <laughs> exactly. Um, there's just so much drama. Mm. Uh-huh. And then we open in the choir room. And we'll ask the kids who Christopher crosses, and Brittany says that he discovered America. Which is very good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, this this week we're gonna be, I'm gonna be trying my damnedest to make this episode about adult contemporary easy listening music, because that's what I like. And uh, then it somehow comes up that, oh, I think it's actually like Kurt mentions that there's a group on the internet that wants the Glee kids to perform specifically Britney Spears music at the Homecoming Assembly, which is this week. Also, because it's the second episode of a season, they have to have a home, like an assembly of some kind. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the the Facebook group already has a whopping five members. Yeah, yeah. I'm assuming one of them is Kurt. Oh yeah, yeah. Kurt, Kurt set it up. <laughs> and then Will's like, I don't think Britney Spears is a good role model. And, and that's why Brit- he sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this whole episode is a little. It, they they don't they don't really don't understand Britney Spears or her mm. life. No, and I saw an interesting tidbit when I was like doing background research, which is that apparently Matthew Morrison, at least at the time, also thought that Britney Spears sucked. So rude. Ryan Murphy was like, I'm just going to make your character be you in regards to Britney Spears. And I'm like, great, now I hate them both. Yeah, what a miserable human being. (laughs) But but he was totally down with them singing Kanye last year at the same time. God. Gotta gotta love some good old-fashioned misogyny. Yep. Yeah. Um, But then we get an actual reason for why not to do Britney Spears mm-hmm. because our because the glee character Britney speaks up from the from where she's seated in like the back row of like I don't want to do Britney Spears music because I feel overshadowed by her because my name is also Britney Spears and there's like a shot of everyone else who's in her row in the classroom like <laughs> leaning over like the fuck you say? <laughs> right. And her deadpan delivery is so good in this episode. Like, uh, I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tanner, how does this how does this naming thing work? Well, her she's Brittany Pierce and her middle name is Susan, so she's Brittany Susan Pierce, Brittany S. Pierce, Brittany Spears. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's perfect logical sense. And then Kurt Kurt is like, I can't believe you've done this to me, Brittany. And then Sintana's like, hey, leave Brittany alone, because she's gay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you also have to quote the, the famous YouTube video. Yeah, which, was it yes. even still in recent, I guess it was in recent memory, memes weren't mm-hmm. like a monthly thing back then. They still yeah. had staying power. <laughs> yeah, they yes. had longevity. Mm-hmm. Mostly because the internet had not accelerated to the terminal velocity that it finds itself at today. 
Yeah. Right, like, I wasn't really on my phone much this weekend, and I'm dreading scrolling down Twitter and seeing, like, a whole meme live and die on the timeline. It's all Josh. It's all Josh fight. Oh, mm-hmm. really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm, yep. I'm kind of glad I missed that. It was fine. On the positive side, it's only Josh fight. <sighs> yeah. Okay. So, you really didn't miss a whole lot. <laughs> Honestly, not 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 too bad. Anyway, the 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 rest of that scene is just Will basically saying like, "Okay, see, even Britney agrees with me that we shouldn't do music of Britney Spears," and everyone's like, <laughs> And then we get to go to Will complaining to Emma about how, "Oh, Britney Spears just sucks. I don't like her music. I don't like her because I don't think she seems mentally stable, or something like that." Right, and I kind of and tuned Emma- out a lot of. <laughs> Emma smacks him down, and she says that Britney is a symbol of rebirth, because after going through all she did, she still is making music and has a great career and all that stuff, and so why shouldn't mm-hmm. he let the kids be inspired by her? Mm-hmm. Which actually is a pretty decent point. Yeah. Yes. This yes. Is, I think this is the last good point that'll be made during the episode. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, Pamphlet Watch, the, the trio of pamphlets <laughs> we see her organizing are... There's hair down there. Uh-huh. Pro That's wiping. One from season one. Uh, there's, she's got pro wiping, one, two, three. That's a new one. And she's got, I still breastfeed. How old is too old? I think that one's an old one from season one. But yeah, um, Emma, Emma is like, you need to be uh, less uptight, Will. And Will's mm-hmm. like, that's rich coming from you, my ostensible love interest, who I'll now make fun of for having mental issues. Oh my god, he literally says, like, oh, that's rich coming from someone who bears hand sanitizer by the barrel. And Emma is, like, you can see it behind her eyes that she's just, like, removing a point from Will's column. Or maybe several points. She just (laughs) is like, well, that's fine. And then changes the subject. (laughs) Mm, Yeah, this this whole conversation is a lot of just shoe sucking. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And he... She's then like, I'm, I'm making steps toward healing in my mental illness. Like, my, my boyfriend Carl has, one time we went to the grocery store and we mixed red and green grapes together and ate grapes at the same time of the same color. And I was like, you know what? If, 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 if you feel good about that, Emma, then go for it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, considering that... how last season we saw her individually scrubbing her grapes. Yeah, that is mm-hmm. huge progress. Yes, yeah. yes. But yeah, then Will's like, oh, that's it? That's that's lame? It's just grapes. Mm-hmm. And this is the part where, uh, at, at that point, it's when Emma's boyfriend, Carl, who I just started writing in my notes as Carl Stamos, like, <laughs> he he enters the scene by, like, he opens Emma's office door and, like, looks into it like he's expecting the studio applause to play when he enters a room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because he's played by John Stamos. Mm-hmm. And I had completely forgotten of, about... He of the multiple houses. <laughs> yes. Who, God, I have to double check. What was the joke they made about John Stamos in season one? God, I don't remember. I could Google it. I'm, I'm quickly looking it up. I just tried to write down Carl Stamos <laughs> in Google. <laughs> they say it takes certainty more than talent to make a star. I mean, look at John Stamos. <laughs> <laughs> After seeing this one episode, agree. (laughs) 
What can I say about John Stamos? Well, he certainly is in this episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. Actually, I can say a lot about Carl the Dentist. God, yeah. Basically, he he shows up and he's he surprised kisses Emma out of nowhere, and he's like, "Hey, we're gonna go to lunch." And after they break the kiss, he's like, "Oh, and you must be Will." And there's a shot of Will just looking like, "Why, why is Emma not kissing me?" In the background, and Carl gets real like touchy feely with Will and and Will's teeth. Yes, he. <laughs> God is yeah. I think Carl's just trying to initiate something with him, mm-hmm. with everyone for that matter. Yeah, yeah. But basically, Carl is like, "Have I mentioned to you that I'm a dentist?" And also, I just see so many teens who don't brush their teeth anymore, and I really want to talk to the principal about it. And Will is like, "Well." I have a sample size of 11 of yeah, I have a sample size of 11 high schoolers that you could come talk to because I think this will make Emma like me more. Spontaneous. <laughs> mhm. But yeah, so where do we go next? It's a good question. Where are my notes? There they are. Um <laughs> Okay, so the next scene is Finn taking his Letterman jacket out of his locker, but then Azimio and Karofsky show up and they rip it in half to represent his dual sexuality. <sighs> Singing makes you gay. Yep. Can confirm. Mm-hmm. But then Artie comes in to save the day with his token card. <laughs> Artie, Artie pretty much just like like Finn legitimately is trying to throw punches at Azimio and Karofsky, but then Artie wheels up like, Hello, have you noticed that I'm a minority? <laughs> mm. And they're like, Damn, guess we can't hit a minority. And then the backgrounds, it's like, Coach Beast has seen this. Coach Beast will remember this. <laughs> yes. That's it. That's the whole scene. Oh, yeah, and that's Artie's, the whole scene. Artie, Artie's like, Finn, I still really want to be on the football team. I think we should have continuity from last week and this week. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, you remember that plot that we had last week? <laughs> and then after that, we go to the, um, the, the what is it? The tooth, the tooth seminar? <laughs> Yeah, he does. He gives them that like little dye pill that like you chew it up, and if you have any plaque on your teeth, it the dye sticks to it and shows like how poorly mm-hmm. you're brushing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. As someone who had as someone who had braces for a long time, and who was seeing it orthodontist also for quite a while, I, I had I had flashbacks to those damn dye pills. <laughs> yeah, no, big same, big same. <laughs> yeah, same here too. Um, Santana says that Carl is the hottest dentist she's ever seen and that he can drill her anytime. Oh, God, yeah. And both Emma and I are like, nope, nope, we are not doing this today. <laughs> to, be, to be fair, to be fair, the internalized homophobia is wild today. Mm. Wait, what? Santana and, and being, being overly oh. sexual. Oh, okay. It's okay. foreshadowing. I was like... I was, I was like my brain was trying to catch up to where you were. <laughs> anyway, they get done chewing the dye tablets, and there's a part where everyone is, like, showing off their teeth. And <laughs> there's a part where Chris Colfer is, like, showing his teeth off, and he looks like he's in pain. Because, oh no, the world is seeing his teeth. <laughs> but the worst offenders are Rachel, Artie, and Brittany. And Brittany's the worst because she's been actively rinsing with Dr. Pepper. 
She thought he was a dentist. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I also like the part where Artie shows his blue teeth and Sentan in the background just goes, there you go, Bluetooth. <laughs> that was that was fun. Mm. It's like, oh, Santana's characterization. Love to see it. <laughs> she has some this season. Uh-huh. She isn't just ambient mean girl. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now she is active mean girl. <laughs> mm-hmm. But like at at seeing all of the at seeing those three's like horrendous teeth, uh Carl Stamos is like Oh, well, I'm sure that we can get you all fixed up with some nice bleaching and scaling. And I'm over here, I'm like, the first step should be to brush your teeth yeah. more efficiently and more frequently. Yeah, you need to and establish also floss. Some, some better baseline habits before, like, exactly. bleaching comes in. Exactly. Like, I mean, like, they might need bleach to get all that dye out of their mouths, <laughs> but, like... <laughs> See, that's, that's, the, that's the best scheme right there is you intentionally dye their teeth and then they have to come to your office for bleaching services that's how he's able to buy or he was able to buy that corvette later i mean it's glee mm-hmm. I'm not ruling that out <laughs> <laughs> and in the background before the scene's over kurt's like did you remember this episode is called britney britney and will's like shut up kurt <laughs> so how about the creepy dentist how about not it? great he has a talent for causing things pain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's in three episodes from now. Yes. I wish it was. As I say, is that actually a thing? <laughs> no, they unfortunately they never do Little Shop of Horrors, but three episodes oh, from now is Rocky Horror. That's why gotcha. I was getting confused. Okay. Th- they have sonically similar elements. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They should have done Little Shop of Horrors. It would have been more, first of all, it would have made more sense. Or even just, like, have him do that one song. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, if if you're gonna have a weird dentist character, just, like, do the extra step and make that reference. Exactly. I'm sure, I'm I'm sure the rights for it wasn't that, like, expensive. Probably not. I mean, they do suddenly say more at some point, so. Hmm. Huh. I just remember the gorillas being like, we will never license our music for that show. And you can count on that. <laughs> Good for them. Good for the gorillas. Well, the gorillas are also now in the NFT business, so bad yeah. for the gorillas. Yeah, oh, they bad were, for the gorillas. They were like, oh yeah, we, we're gonna make this whole like record about plastic beach and the environment, but then like, screw that, NFTs. <sighs> Jank, who, el- who else... I know Kings of Leon said they didn't want to have their song on Glee, but they're also in the NFT business now. I don't know if the Foo Fighters ever got into the NFT business, but Dave Grohl did say that he is never going to let his music be on Glee. And then Ryan Murphy said, well, that's just because you're not intellectual. (laughs) (sighs) God. Okay, who the fuck is doing that? I'm sure y'all probably just heard... The, mm-hmm. the the revving noises in the background, and I don't know who's doing that because there's literally a cop station. That's that's like, the gorillas a block and a half south of me. <laughs> that's the gorillas. They're making the red FTS. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um. Also, Chris Martin once said that Coldplay would never be on Glee, and then Gwyneth Paltrow was on the show, and she was like, "Listen, we're married, so you kind of have to have some of your songs on Glee." So, <laughs> this was before the conscious uncoupling. <sighs> What? 
Well, before Gwyneth and Chris Martin consciously uncoupled from each other. Oh, a divorce. No, that a they, divorce. Y- yes, but they refer to it, or at least Gwyneth referred to it as a conscious uncoupling. That's like the oh the most goop thing I have ever heard. She activated the force field in her pussy crystal. <laughs> no, it's it's a yoni crystal. Thank oh. you. <laughs> you have to use you have to use a special word so you don't say the icky word. Oh, the goopy word. <laughs> I never thought I would say this. But can we talk about Glee again? <laughs> There's a bad Rufus joke at this point in the show. Th- this this whole scene is concerning. Yeah. Yes, very much so. Cuz like it, it's welcome to de- welcome to dentist Dr. Carl Stamos's office. He's going to he's going to work on some of Brittany's cavities that she has in her mouth. And he's like, I'm going to put you under an extremely high sedative. And I'm like, where are Brittany's parents? Right. Where is her responsible adult? Where is Jennifer Coolidge and Ken Jong? Are those her parents? Those are her parents. In the universe. Those are, well, okay, not the not the actual actors. The, those are the actors who play her parents. Yes, that's mm. what I meant. Okay. <laughs> Um, also, Brittany says, this room looks like the one on the spaceship where I got probed. And I, um, I don't like that. I'm concerned. No. Yeah. No. I don't like it either. And yeah, and then Carl's like, I'm gonna put you on a general anesthetic. And she's like, like a roofie? And Carl's like, yeah, totally. Like, it's cool. Hey, kids, getting roofied by your dentist is cool. Hey, kids, getting roofied by a middle-aged man is cool. Yeah. And then the most shocking thing is that he puts on Pandora, a term that I have not heard in years. Right? God, yes. Right, now it would be put on Spotify, but... Yeah. See, here's the wild thing is, I know two people who still, like, as of, like, today play pandora as their as their music streaming platform of choice mm. <laughs> i mean because pandora is still around it's just like it's not such a, a wild thing anymore because everyone does music streaming like you could put yeah. on your apple music or your spotify or your stingray or your even youtube music god yeah <laughs> Hmm. anyway welcome everyone to the first instance of the psychic of the shared psychic duet space for this well, episode it's not a sh- <laughs> this one isn't a shared psychic duet i think we only have one shared psychic duet okay then the welcome to the psychic dreamscape mm-hmm. <laughs> um it's basically just britney hallucinating that she is britney spears in the music number uh for slave for you which is definitely Definitely an interesting choice for a high school student to be doing, but yeah, yep. I, I don't know. She kind of she kind of kills it. Like she like is. I think all the like the choreo that she and Santana do in this episode is like really fun and oh, very yeah. cool. This was this episode mm-hmm. was choreographed really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> not the Leah Michelle uh, numbers, but <laughs> well. Not the Leah Michelle, the Leah Michelle numbers, mind you. Okay, we'll get we'll get there. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. Slave for You does have a sequence where she's like dancing in a classroom, but like with a bunch of kids, and it's not a sexy dance, fortunately, but it's a bunch yeah. of kids mm-hmm. dressed as like punks, <laughs> and I just have written in my notes, baby crumping. <laughs> yeah, I just I just like was like, 
Good song, pretty good performance. Why the classroom scene? (laughs) (laughs) Because they had, they saved money on hiring dancers and building new sets by reusing existing sets that they had. (laughs) Oh yeah, I I believe that Mm, a thousand percent. Um... Also, she comes out and Carl says that she has to come back because she has 68 cavities. And I'm like, if you were going to be like this, why not just go all the way to 69? Or was that too much? Were the Fox sensors like, everything here is fine, but you cannot say 69? Bummer. (laughs) Also, like, in part of of Slave for You, there's a section where it's like Brittany is in... Like that that nude bodysuit with like, and she's dancing like around a dentist chair, and Carl is in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's it's just there's a part where he's just like looking at the camera, and I'm just gonna like put it in our Discord chat here, where he's literally just looking at it like, boy, well I can't tell you how I got myself in this situation, but I'm gonna enjoy it while I'm here, <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, Carl, go away. Yeah, I think that's supposed to be like a, a reference to the toxic music video because I think that's where she, we- uh, Britney Spears proper wears the um, the Swarovski crystal like nude bodysuit and it has that kind of like spotlight. Um, mm-hmm. I believe it. Mm-hmm. I I haven't ever seen a Britney Spears music video, so I'm gonna take your word on it. <laughs> the one for Toxic is pretty fun. It's it's got a lot. It's got like a pretty like fun concept to it. It's also horny as hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that do it. All right, so the next scene. Mm-hmm. Um, Finn is sad because he's not on the football team. And Rachel's like, that's okay, because now we're both losers and I don't have to worry about you cheating on me with the cheerleader. And Finn's mm-hmm. like, that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. 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 And I think Rachel says something about how, like, Oh, I just want to be the only good thing in your life. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, this this whole conversation is like red flag after red flag after red flag after red flag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 It's like like look, I'm I'm a like I I sup- I like the idea of Finchel when they're when they're both having a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. But Still I was over here yelling I was over here yelling, like, break up! <laughs> the whole episode. Yeah, it's like literally, they've got like a countdown going. It's it's only a matter of time. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it sucks because it's like Finn, despite having the lower intelligence score out of the two of them, is over here like saying like, hey, it's not good that you're telling me that I could, that I should only feel good about myself when you're around or because of things that I do for you. And Rachel's like, what? No, that's totally normal. Right. Yeah. She's like, I'm just being honest. Which is, I, I, I legitimately hate it when people say stuff like that, where they like, you know, they say all this mm-hmm. like horrible shit. And then they're just like, I'm just being honest. And it's like, you don't have to say everything that's on your, on your mind. You can like leave some things in there, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Santana comes by and she's like, hey, Rachel, did anyone ever tell you that you dress like one of the bait girls on To Catch a Predator? And Brittany's there, too. And she's just like, also, I'm more talented than you. Which is true. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And true then statements. Finn laughs. 
Finn laughs at that. Make... Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Finn's like, hey, Santana, I'm glad you got promoted to series regular. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And Rachel's like, Finn, why didn't you defend me? And he's like, well... <clears throat> I'm just, They're just being honest. Yep. <laughs> I, I, I am glad that that got to be like taken and like used against her. I mean, it's not fun seeing like a couple fight with each other, but like still, it's it, it's always nice when um the shit that Rachel does comes back to bite her somehow. Yes. Yes. Anyway, it's time to go back to the dentist <laughs> because they had the set ready. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> But this time, it's Brittany and Santana. Yeah, Santana's just there for the high. Like, she she's, she takes very good care of herself. She's just literally there to get get high with Brittany, who needs actual work done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, her dad's a, a real doctor, not a tooth doctor. Mm. <laughs> Sydney McElroy has entered the chat. Yeah, I was gonna say, it's always funny when, like, people try to joke about that. It's like, it's all, it's all medicine. It's... It's 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 bullshit. The reason why they're like so super separate, but <sighs> but yeah, they they plug in their own headphones, and then this is when they enter the the telepathic uh, tooth hallucination dreamscape. Mm-hmm. 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 It's time for me against the music. This is a very good song. Yeah, it's a good song. I the. Love this performance. You could tell, like, both of them having a wonderful time doing this, and they're just killing it. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is. I. I feel like we should mention that most of the music video, like most of the most of the songs in this episode, are pretty much intended as like recreations of various music videos that Britney Spears has done. Mm-hmm. So every like the choreography is very much so supposed to be referencing different music videos like the sets the costumes that kind of a thing yeah yeah and i think that's like um well we'll, i think we'll get into this more in a musical number two or two down the line but i think that's a part of like britney spears artistry right is she's not like exactly the strongest singer in the world but she's like she's such a full package performer right she has the the great outfit she does like you know she has her people do amazing sets she really puts her time into doing like really fun and interesting choreography on top of you know her vocals and i I think Mm -hmm. that's like one of britney's like strong points as a performer so it's kind of cool to see them at least very closely recreate that with the britney and then the britney and santana um performances Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm Also, I feel like we should mention that this was the music video that really sparked Britannia shipping off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If if they weren't already in on it on the fact that they said they sleep with each other, this is when they're like, hey, here's what it'll be like in real life. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've Um, got good chemistry together, is the thing. Here's... Here's one thing that I noticed is that, okay, so whenever Brittany is dancing, she's surrounded by, like, a group of disinterested generic hot boys, except one of those hot boys is Mark Kanemura, who is more notable for doing, like, the extravagant, like, Carly Rae Jepsen extremely gay dances on Instagram. Oh. Okay. Because Mark is extremely gay in real life. And so the fact that all the boys are just kind of acting disinterested towards the girls in this video just adds (laughs) some extra layers to things. (laughs) (laughs) Also, this is a fun 
like this is a fun bit of like trivia because if you kind of like look in the background during the when they're like all dancing and i think what is supposed to be like a bar or something like that you can see in the background that at various points uh oh puck is there and kurt's there and so are rachel and finn and quinn and tina and mercedes Mm -hmm. i only saw puck i didn't see anyone else (laughs) Kurt was, like, sitting on top of the bar with what looked like a glass of, like, orange tang or something. (laughs) (laughs) But it's the kind of thing where it's like, oh, your brain just kind of populated it with people that you knew. Yeah, which is true about, like, dreaming in real life. And also Mm -hmm. could be like a, you know, look at a show off and be amazing at dancing and y'all can't keep up with us kind of stuff. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then Britney Spears herself shows up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She look. Britney Spears looks like she's having a good time in this episode. Yeah. She's just, yeah. She just looks like she's, like, just enjoying the whole, like, experience. I, I hope it, that was, like, genuine. She actually was having a good time. Yeah. I hope so, too. Uh, she, uh, cause Br- Britney is like, you're, you're so hot. And Britney Spears is like, you're cute. And Britney is like, you smell nice. And Britney Spears is like, that's because this is a dream sequence. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, yes, everyone. Britney's queer. <laughs> <laughs> and they both kind of like emerge from the dream sequence, just kind of like giggling, which I think is a carryover from like, the music video, I'm guessing. Yes, I believe it ends on a giggle. Mm-hmm. I just realized, I think they should have called this episode The Power of Britney. Oh, that would have been even, more fun. Even The Power of Britney, Britney. Because I just, I was looking at my notes and the next line is, oh, the next day it's more lecturing on Christopher Cross. But I was like, but The Power of Britney Spears keeps overwhelming Will's attempts to get them to do easy listening adult contemporary music. <laughs> yeah. Look, if he really wanted them to get into soft rock and, like, the adult contemporary station, he should have had them do Celine Dion. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. Or literally just put Delilah on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Tanner, do you know Delilah? Wow, 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 Delilah. Delilah. That one? No. Okay, I don't know then. <laughs> um... Delilah is a radio personality who does a lot of featuring on kind of like evening slash like nighttime soft rock stations. Mm-hmm. And her, okay. her intro was always like Delilah. And and she does like she does like relationship advice and like always, people call oh, in with honey. their problems. Yeah. Oh honey, I'm so sorry to hear that your boyfriend was trying to date someone else. I think you should just break up with him. <laughs> yeah that was um and it's all it's always with that kind of like just a little bit breathy kind of a voice mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah she's a she's a, a national treasure like mm-hmm. I, I remember being in in high school thinking hey there delilah was about her and then realizing <laughs> that it wasn't <laughs> yeah no but <laughs> but i i don't know it's just like i, I feel like if he re- if he was really that interested in in, t- in getting the kids into this genre there are much better choices like sure christopher exactly. cross has like you know all these awards but like he doesn't mean shit to the kids like yeah mm-hmm. go, go through the celine dion route she has plenty of easy listening tracks that have like strong vocals that you could do arrangements for but no it's it's schuster and he sucks 
It's, yeah. it's Will, and it's another week where he's like, I want the kids to do the music that I like. Yep. Me. Thankfully, his attempted lecture is interrupted by Brittany saying, Hi, I've realized that I'm a superstar, and now I must perform every solo going forward. Just like, just completely like, deadpan. Just, I will be doing every solo going forward, and it's so good. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Santana's like, yes, I agree with this, and I think that Britney should get more solos, because we had a shared psychic duet together, and I don't know how that happened. I don't know how we ended up in each other's fantasy. <laughs> and I'm like, Santana, honey, it's okay. It's it's Glee. Just don't worry about it. Just don't worry about it. <laughs> Santana just thinks that women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then Will is like, I will never allow Britney Spears in the club. And Kurt just starts yelling at him like, you're an uptight little fuck. Uh-huh. God. And Kurt gets so upset that he peaks his audio. Like, I could hear him peak his audio. <laughs> <laughs> and when he's like, you're just so uptight all the time. And every, like, he's like, he's, he stops and he realizes that he just said that. And everyone around him was like, <laughs> and it's a very authentically high school scene because Will is like, "How dare you say this to me?" Ten years principal, Kurt Hummel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Kurt walks out. He's like, "I have won the moral high road today." Congrats, you're a teacher, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um. So the next scene is uh, Will in the dentist chair, and Carl is harmonizing with Will's ah. Ah. Uh, ah. <laughs> and Carl's like, listen, bro to bro, this is kind of weird, but Emma chose me, and I don't think you should come after her, unless it seems like she's more interested in you, in which case you should definitely come after her. <sighs> I hate the scene because yeah. Will is like, but Will is like, I have strong feelings for Emma, and if she ever shows the slightest inclination towards me and not you, I'm going to rush in and steal her away. And I'm like, oh my god, Will. And then Carl's like, Will, you've got such a stick up your ass. You need to get freaky, and he gets all up in his face, like you got to try something new, Will. And then he gives him some candy. <laughs> Do a threesome. <laughs> yeah, let's say that's like that's like good like thick fuel right there. If yeah, any, if exactly I, either of them were like remotely likable. <laughs> I mean, to, well, I I will say that Matthew Morrison and and John Stamos are both the same kind of like generically attractive middle aged white men who go to the gym and were built in a mm-hmm. lab. Mm-hmm. 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 Let me check it out. <sighs> Oh god. <laughs> Just tell us how many. Don't tell us what tags there are. Um, well, I googled Will Carl, but apparently everyone only cares about Carl Grimes and Carl Edwards. Um, hang on. Let me be more specific. Will Schuster. And then add in Carl. Add in Carl. 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 <laughs> You've activated my sleeper agent from sixth grade, Tanner. <laughs> <laughs> While you Google this, fun story. So my nephew's name is Charlie, and I had a beautiful moment of realization after after he was born. Where I was like, 
I can just I can just look at this baby and go, Charlie, we're going to Candy Mountain, Charlie. <laughs> and then I get to see if my sister-in-law also watched Charlie the Unicorn in middle school. <laughs> God. See, now you're making me old, making me feel old because I watched that in high school. Time has no meaning anymore. It really doesn't. Okay, so the results are in. There aren't any works that involve Will Schuster slash Carl Howell, but there are 19 works that feature Carl Howell slash Finn Hudson. Ah, no! Don't like it! So on that note, Carl's like, Will, here's some candy. You're too uptight, but I bought a Corvette. And of course, Will actually listens when it's an adult white man of the same age as him telling him not to do things. He won't listen to when a woman is telling him to do it, or when one of his students is telling him to do it. Right. Anyways, um, so Will exits the office, and Rachel's in the waiting room. Uh, he asks if she needs him to, like, stay with her for anything, because her parents aren't there, and she's like, no, it's fine, I've been taking herbal anti-anxiety pills and reading the unauthorized Britney Spears biography, and fantasizing about the day the paparazzi will antagonize me so much that I can attack them. <sighs> That's I not mean, what you have to... That, that's not what you should be... You shouldn't be looking forward to assault, Rachel. Yeah, that's, I, that's not the lesson to be learning from the Britney Spears story. At, at the very least, I guess it, they're framing attacking the paparazzi as a good thing, I think. I mean, I guess. <laughs> like, paparazzi in and of themselves, I do not... I'm not a fan of. Hmm. But, like... And while, anyway, while she's sitting there waiting for her appointment, she's like, and I've been reading the unauthorized biography of Britney Spears specifically so that I can subconsciously influence myself into having a Britney Spears dreamscape. <laughs> <laughs> and she does. It's, um, we cut to a classroom and she's dressed in the Hit Me Baby One More Time outfit and Britney Spears is her teacher. Mm. Yeah. And it's fine. Yeah, they they raised the key of the song to fit Leah Michelle's like range better, but then it just sounds very much like this song that doesn't have like much of a spectrum of notes, we're going to try to force into a spec like a higher spectrum of notes, and it sounds very hollow to me. I don't know. It just let me turn this song yeah. into something to belt about when it's really not a song to belt about. No, it isn't. <laughs> mhm. Yeah. I have I have a couple of trivia notes on this and one thing I wish they would have done. Um one uh namely this ba like baby one more time was apparently Darren Chris's audition song <laughs> when oh, he nice. was auditioning for Glee. Hmm. <laughs> See, I would Which, like, like to hear I that. I I would I would agree. I think that would be fun, especially because I think there's a video somewhere out there of Darren Chris playing Baby One More Time, but he like starts it off by playing like the introduction to like I think it's for like for Elise like da 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 and he's like oh baby baby nothing <laughs> I don't I I don't have the lyrics pull up in front of me, mm. um, but also with this number. When Heather Morris was told that she'd be getting to do a solo performance for this episode, she wanted to sing Baby One More Time, but mm. they gave it to Leah Michelle instead. That doesn't surprise me one bit. 
Okay, it's it's probably because Leah Michelle doesn't have the capability to pull off Slave for You or Me Against the Music. I mean, she could have. God, just... could you imagine Leah Michelle doing Me Against the Music? No, <laughs> with Naya Rivera. <laughs> I cannot. I could, oh well, I could imagine her doing it with uh, Diana Agron. <laughs> that would have started off a whole entire other ship. <laughs> <laughs> and my other note for this is like. Y'all, y'all know this song, right? You know the radio version where there's that spoken interlude. No, I don't know the spoken interlude. So there's, oh, wait, is, there's a part. Is that's not from Hitting Baby One More Time, though? That's from Oops, I Did It Again, isn't it? Oh, that's from Oops, I Did It Again. Yeah. God damn it, never mind. Well, that's because <laughs> Oops, I Did It Again and Hit Me Baby One More Time are the same song. Hmm. <laughs> I love yes. them both equally, but they are the mm-hmm. same song. Hmm. Hmm. They fulfill the same niche. Yeah. But anyway. Um, that's, that's pretty much just the scene. It's just a lot of, it's fine. Um, I have, I have two (laughs) notes about this scene. Um, one is that Mm -hmm. when the schoolboys are dancing behind her, they're dressed basically like the warblers. Ooh, are they? They're they're like proto warblers. Huh. They hadn't put the trimming on the blazers yet. (laughs) Exactly. But yeah, it's blue blazers with red and blue ties. Huh. I couldn't make direct eye contact with this scene, so I don't have a whole lot of notes other than it feels super hollow. <laughs> it, it really did feel yeah. hollow. Here's here's what I focused on for most of it, is that one of the background dancers, uh, when they get to the like the gym outfits, there's one girl in like a green crop top and a green sleeveless hoodie, and she's fucking jacked. She has a fucking eight pack, and I could not stop staring at her. <laughs> I I think I saw that I think I saw that dancer too because there was a part where it was like we're gonna have you do a power slide abs first in the camera and I was like you know what you worked hard for those abs go for it mm. like as someone who is trying to just get more generally fit that takes a lot of work yeah <laughs> but yeah it's a song um, Rachel wakes up and she's like is this real life because David after dentist. <laughs> and my note here is the way they keep framing like this kind of like blurry like wake up from anesthesia thing. I kept expecting Carl Stamos to say, hey, you, you're finally awake. <laughs> you were trying to cross the border, right? Watching that Imperial ambush, same as us. And that thief over there. Oh, I wish I could do any sort of video editing. That'd be such a good gleaming. I saved I saved a screen cap, and I'm planning on, on putting that line over it. I just didn't have time to do it before we started recording today. Bless you, Christina. God, that's so good. I hire someone to go through John Stamos interviews and get them to assemble an audio file. <laughs> now I'm going to look up cuz like um somebody trained an AI like uh, text to speech uh to do um Patrick Stewart and mm-hmm. so one of the discords that I'm in like they were doing um clips from the Kingdom Hearts wiki and making Patrick Stewart say them. And now I'm like, I wonder if somebody's I wonder if somebody's done that for John Stamos. Probably not, because I don't think John Stamos has narrated an audiobook, and that's how they got enough words to feed the mm. AI for mm. Patrick Stewart. I gotcha. 
Anyway, next day at school, uh, Rachel walks in and she's dressed up uh, as if she were in the music video for maybe one more time. And literally every student is checking her out <laughs> as she like walks through the hallway, um, including Brittany and including Azimio and Karofsky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. And like Finn, when he sees her dressed up, he immediately runs over because he's like, oh, God, everyone is just literally ogling my girlfriend. He's oh. like, hey, here's my hoodie. Don't you want to put my hoodie on? I th- He doesn't immediately like he looks over at Rachel. And he's like, oh, yeah, Rachel's hot. And then he has, like, this double take where he's like, wait, this is real life. She shouldn't be dressed like that. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I was almost, like, waiting for him to be like, is that dress code? <laughs> but it's also Glee. There's no dress code, really. There's no dress code. There's no dress code except for don't be a vampire. Yeah. Mm. Um, she's, she says that she looks better than her sad clown hooker outfit from last year. But, like, she didn't wear that one out in public. That's true. She wore a little black dress in public, but not, like, the sad clown hooker outfit specifically. Yeah. Um, the, her her whole point at this is, like, I'm wearing something that makes, me, that makes me feel pretty. Because, like, why shouldn't I wear things that make me feel nice? And Finn is like, well, I mean, like, yes, wear things that make you feel nice. But also, like, I don't want anyone to, like, hurt you because of the way that you are dressed. They're personifying you. <laughs> No, Finn, you mean objectifying. You're just like, whatever. <laughs> um, and then the background. My nemesis, Jacob Ben Israel, is literally salivating at her. Tanner, our nemesis. That's right. Our nemesis. <laughs> Communist <laughs> bugs, our nemesis. <laughs> yes. Because uh, he's in the background. He's blue screening at the sight of Rachel dressed like this. And he was trying to interview Brittany. But, like, since he's just blue-screening, Brittany's like, your hair is so soft, it's like a Jewish cloud, as she's, like, patting his hair. <laughs> and then he walks over to Finn, and he's like, I'll do anything to have her. I'll sell you my house. I'll kill my parents. Wanky, wanky. God, yeah. Re- real quick, before before that heinous crime against humanity was spoken by a, by a human person with his only human mouth he'll ever have, um... Finn and Finn tried to have a conversation with Rachel about like the double standard of kind of like, oh, well, like, like Rachel is not comfortable with Finn being more popular than her. And so she was trying to make herself be more interesting and attractive so that she could be the one with the power in the relationship. Yeah. And like, he literally says, like, he's, Finn says, like, just tell me why it's okay for you to feel safer with me, like, when he's not on the football team, but it's not okay for him to feel safer with Rachel, like, dressing in her normal Rachel outfit. Yeah. And I don't remember exactly what she says, but she ends it with, like, oh, like, if, if you want to be on even ground, then sure, you can go try out for the football team if you can with a neg. And I'm like, I'm like, once again, Break up! Yeah. God. Like, one of you is more invested in making this relationship healthy than the other one is. Yeah. Mm. So in the next scene, um, Will and Emma are in Will's new car because he got a little yellow Corvette. It's the same car Mm -hmm. that Carl has, but it has heated seats. Mm Mm-hmm. And Will's like, 
Emma, look! Look at me, I'm so spontaneous! My, my old blue bomber was just dragging me down like Jacob Marley's chains, but now they are free! And she's like, you bought the exact same car as Carl. <laughs> and then he tries to sing Christopher Cross, and he nearly runs over Terry. Yeah, y'all remember Terry? <laughs> remember Terry? Technically still a season regular. Really? Yeah. Ryan Murphy didn't know how much he was going to use Jesslyn Gilsig, but he knew he wanted to use her, so he kept her on the cast list. Huh. Isn't that the dream, though, to get paid for being a regular on Glee, but only actually having to show up to shoot, like, seven episodes of Glee? Yeah. Uh, in what was probably, like, cumulatively, maybe, like, four days of shooting. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, And she's like, well... Emma storms off after Terry yells at her and calls her a homewrecker, and then she's like, Will, you're eventually going to come to your senses and come crawling back to me, so you better not have spent all your savings on big-ticket items. Yeah, and while they have a, a shouting match about that, and Will is like, Terry, we are divorced! And she's like, but I have my spousal support checks that I receive every month, and Emma's like, oh my god, I'm not doing this today, and leaves. And like, Emma, mood. Yeah. And that's the scene. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Do uh, Christina, do you want to start the next scene, or can I start it since I wrote down exactly what Santana said? Please go for it. Well, Barry, I'm impressed. Normally you dress like the fantasy of a Japanese businessman with a dark specific fetish, but I actually kind of dig this look. Yay! And Rachel's like, thank you! And then Kurt's like, I may risk expulsion by saying how cool Britney Spears is, but I would like to point out that she has increased the confidence of everyone in this room so far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Rachel's like, oh, I feel pretty, and I, now I get to dress like a pretty girl, because I never really felt one, like one before. And then she's kind of like speaking to the entire Glee club, and she's like, hey, you know what? It's okay if we feel pretty every now and again. And I, I was taking screen caps for the sake of getting exact quotes. And Quinn is just making deliberate lack of eye contact this whole time. I mean, like, even Santana is just watching this happen. But Quinn is like, do not interact. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh god, how do we talk about this next scene? This next, this literal crime against humanity that we had to witness. Horror! Exactly, Tanner. Exactly. J Jacob Ben Israel is like a character who crawled out of a 1970s teen sex comedy, much like Samara from The Ring. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Sue was, like, patrolling the halls at night, and then she goes into the library and she sees Jacob Ben Israel stark naked and masturbating to an interview he recorded with Rachel Berry, and she, like, <sighs> interrogated him in her office while he was still naked. And Will's like, that's bizarre, but it's just hormones. How, how did Sue not expel him on sight? And also, I think we should come up with a pseudonym, because he's not worthy of the name Jacob. A pseudonym? I know too many nice Jacobs. <laughs> a pseudonym, yes. <laughs> I see what you did there. We'll call him Jibby. <laughs> Jibby? Jibby. <laughs> All in favor, say aye. Aye. I, <laughs> um, but yeah, and he, he's, uh, Will is surprisingly blasé about the fact that, that Jibby was masturbating to Rachel on school property, and 
he is like, oh, well, they're just kids. And then Sue is like, I must insist that you not do any Britney Spears music as it will cause a sex riot. And Will's like, hmm. Let's continue my streak of making good decisions in this episode. <laughs> yep. And yeah, Sue's like, this, this school's on a precipice and Britney Spears is just too horny for the students to handle. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, I'm pretty sure there was a commercial break. And then when we get back, we see Britney Spears dressed as a Cheerio and talking to Tina and Britney and saying that mm-hmm. they should put ranch dressing on a pizza. Which is how you know this is the fantasy of a white guy. <laughs> so here's the thing. It's not for me, but it's not terrible. That's the only way I got through school lunch pizzas. Was was drenching them in ranch. Then I redact my statement. <laughs> it is it is not a it is not a blanket statement. <laughs> in my opinion, there are worse things you can put on a pizza. Mm. Probably yes. Like, well, actually, no. Yeah, ketchup on a pizza pizza wouldn't taste right. Yeah, du- you don't need double tomato. Yeah, mustard maybe not a lot. Mayo, I draw the line. Yeah, no, I couldn't. Yeah, most couldn't burger toppings shouldn't also be p- pizza toppings. <laughs> Yes. Except for cheese. Yes. And onion. And bacon. Anyway, we're off track. <laughs> we're hungry. We're hungry. Mm. Um, Artie rolls up. Mm-hmm. He's like, uh, Britney Spears, you're so hot. And I, it sucks that Tina broke up with me. And Britney's like, yeah, Tina, I can't believe you broke up with Artie. He's such a, uh, so wonderful. And Tina's like, you're right, Britney Spears. Artie, can I have you back? And Artie's like, no, because now I'm stronger. Uh-huh. Yeah. Artie gets to have his dream seek. Well, it. Artie gets to have his Britney Spears solo for this episode. It's It's stronger, and it's basically just... What if I was on the football team? I like it, though, because it's so goofy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You've got Puck, Puck and Finn dramatically putting their helmets on to the tune of the song, and then F- Finn just does the most awkward, gangliest body roll. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Artie's got big tractor wheels on his wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He has big tractor wheels, and they, at the end of, like, the music sequence, they have him in kind of, like, a lift kind of a thing, where it's basically, like, there are spokes on the sides of his chair, and then one person at the back to, like, hold up the back of the chair. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, look, see, we can do a, we can do a battering ram thing, and it looks cool. Yay, football. <laughs> and then Artie rolls up to Finn, and he's like, Finn, you gotta help me stop Tina and Mike's Asian fusion. Because no one ever fucking shuts up about the Asian jokes with Tina and Mike. Right. The whole the whole stronger sequence was the dream, by the way. That yes. was his dentist dream. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Artie's like, I had a Britney vision. And Finn's like, I don't know what Beast will say. And then Beast just appears in the locker room, and she's like, we're gonna do it. Get, get in the uniform. <laughs> Yo, Artie, get in the robot. <laughs> uh, 
and then we cut to the car room and Finn and Artie are like, we're both on the football team now um, because we can just push Artie around like a battering ram. There's no rules against it. We checked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, using and some... And Rachel is like, oh, you are back on football? <laughs> I can't believe... like, yeah. I can't believe you've done this. This relationship only works if one <laughs> of us is more popular than the other. Exactly. Or if we're both losers. Mm-hmm. And the... When when they all, like... They're all hanging out, and then when Will walks into the classroom, Kurt was gonna say something, and then Will's like, Actually, no, Kurt, shut up. We're doing Britney Spears now. Because I finally... I, I, I agree to do it because it will spite Sue Sylvester. And it'll show Emma that and, I'm spontaneous. Yes, and... I'd like to note here that when he says that he is going to let them sing Britney for the assembly, everyone is cheering and rejoicing. And then he says, and I'm performing with you. And then they'll just kind of like stop. They're like, oh, no. Right. Everyone dislikes that. (laughs) Everyone disliked that. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly, Tanner. Everyone disliked that. (laughs) Oh, God. who Who wants to intro us to this? assembly that we have to do well it's not quite the assembly because we do get one scene with finn and rachel where rachel is like yeah this this relationship only works if both of us are losers um because she's convinced that he's gonna stray and he's like i'll throw a foot i'll throw a touchdown in our first game and i'll point to you and every and then everyone will know that you're my girlfriend and then rachel's like that's not good enough there is only girlfriend or football. There cannot be girlfriend and football. Exactly. Although it is very cute, because like when Finn is trying to convince her of like, hey, look, I'm going to do this thing and this public display of affection and affirmation of, of our relationship. And he's like holding her close. And she's just like kind of goes like clunk up against the football pads. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's kind of cute. <laughs> Finn is like, I love you despite the warning signs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God, yes. <laughs> oh. And then it's the assembly. Um, mm-hmm. uh, excuse me. Becky runs up to Sue and tells her that the kids are going to be doing Britney Spears. And Sue is like, all right, if you see any unsanctioned frottage in the, <laughs> the, um, the auditorium, then you need to perform a citizen's arrest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love Becky. Becky mm-hmm. is good. Uh, Figgins walks up and he's like, students who ate the ravioli today and are not up to date on their tetanus shots should see the nurse. Also, due to last <laughs> week's grisly train derailment, the Dulcimer Club is on hiatus until further notice. <laughs> but oh boy, do we have a surprise for you. Fresh off their last place finish at regionals, the New Directions. Exactly. So so they do Toxic, and it's interesting, because this is, like, a Fosse version of Toxic. Like, they've got some some acapella bits to it. They go, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did y'all know that Toxic is, like, half a Bollywood number? Yeah. 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 I, saw that, I saw that Vine. <laughs> or that TikTok. Yeah, and now that's all I can hear whenever I hear the original Toxic. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, they're like they're dressed in white and black with and like vests and and uh suits or dress shirts and stuff and they've all got bowler hats and they're doing flips around. Mike is doing a lot of good dancing. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. practically a Mike dance mm-hmm. solo. Yeah. Mhm. Mm-hmm. When Will isn't doing his dance solo. 
Which he can technically also dance, but it's Will, so it's not as fun. Yeah. No. I will say, a general thing that always bugged me about this show is whenever they do ensemble numbers, you can clearly tell they have way more, like, voices in the recording than there are, like, people on stage. Yeah. Because they always (laughs) sound so much fuller than, like, how many people are actually performing this. Like, yeah you know 10 kids even if they're the most like talented high school singers like still isn't gonna have like that full of a sound and it just it bugged me ever since the pilot when they did like you know don't stop believing with like seven kids it's like no one's gonna sound like that no ensemble like come on Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. it's the power of the invisible backing choir it's true (laughs) exactly Anyway, it's I I would like the stance number more if Will was not in part was not in, like involved in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. So Jibby and also Lauren Zeises are in the audience, and they are Im- yes, Lauren Zeises. Yeah, Lauren Zeises. They're immediately horny. Yeah. Yes. Lauren is like, Will, Mister Schuster, I want to be your Britney. Yeah. And Jibby just keeps on making, like, sex screeches. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Although it... Go ahead. Go, go for no, it. No, you go. So, so someone else besides me talk. <laughs> um, there's, there's a part in the dance number where Kurt has taken his and Mercedes hats and just keeps, like, f- placing them over Mercedes' boobs and then flashing them open and then over and th- the Mercedes titty hat flash... <laughs> yeah oh God. it's so awkward <laughs> i kind of love it though yeah. i mean it's very much something that like uh that a self that a high school student and her gay best friend would do mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. especially when they're also both choir kids and yep. show choir kids <laughs> yep anyway uh jibby is he tries to grope a long-haired student in front of him um, but then turns out that, uh, hey, that long-haired student didn't like it very much and just punches him in the face, which I would just, I think I out loud was like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> just because it's justice for the crimes that Jimmy has done in this episode. And then we get a close-up on Sue as she declares, it's a Britney Spears sex riot! <laughs> and, she- and pulls the fire alarm. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jimmy is tram- trampled to death. Thank God. Good. The end. Goodbye. Yep. I wish I could say series rap on Jibby, but Tanner has told me that it's not so. Yeah, he appears well into season five. Oh. <sighs> Anyways, after the what I presume is the final commercial break, Sue's there in a neck brace. Mm-hmm. And Sue is like, I'm going to sue you, Will Schuster, because uh, because you have caused me personal injury. And I'm going to sue you out of your vest collection. <laughs> you wear more vests than the cast of Blossom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, did, did anyone write down Sue's long-winded speech? Um, no. I, I had to. Cause so so Will is like everything was fine until you pulled the fire alarm and caused the evacuation and just be, what's wrong with the kids getting excited over Britney Spears and Sue says you know William 
That's what one Hubert Humphrey said back in 1968, at the start of the, Lady the Democratic National Convention. But then hippies put acid in everyone's bourbon, and when an updraft revealed Lady Bird Johnson's tramp stamp and tattoos above her ovaries, Mayor Richard J. Daley became so incensed with sexual rage that he punched his own wife in the face and spent the next hour screaming sex party into the microphones of all three major networks. Pro tip, don't drink Gatorade, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then the, I just had to mute myself because I had to go down the wrong pipe. <laughs> oh no! Oh. The, the whole time, I'm fine. The whole time Sue was saying this, Will is just doing so many like double takes and wide-eyed reactions. His face like mm -hmm. does a whole three sixty turn for one of the takes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and. After this, like, Will goes over to Emma, and he's like, Emma, I need reassurance and affirmation. And she's like, look, I never told you to, like, go nuts. I just said you needed to relax a little bit. And she did something comparing Will to Britney Spears, and ended it by saying, like, you're a great teacher, Will. And I was like, is he? <laughs> Citation needed, and, again. <laughs> and, then, and then she was like, maybe the best teacher in the school. And I was like, is he? <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's a very low bar for this high school. Well, yeah, but, like, Coach Beast is here now. That's true. Ugh, God, it's just ba basically Will's whole thing this episode has been, But I want to be with Emma. <sighs> bad. Will? He goes to return the, cor the, the Corvette. Will bad. Will bad. He he's... He's like a bird of paradise trying to do a mating dance. It's like, hey, 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 do you like this? Do you like this? Do you like this? Look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. You like me, right? Do you like me? Do you like me more now? More now when I have fancy yellow shiny car? <laughs> God. Um. So we cut to Finn at his locker, pulls out a textbook for mm -hmm. US history, and he's like, crap, I forgot I was taking that. <laughs> I've had that nightmare before. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Quinn shows up and she's yeah, like, same. Quinn shows up, she's like, hey Finn, now that you're the football team and I'm the head Cheerio again, we should get back together. And Finn's like, no, you're, I, I still have feelings for you, but I'm with Rachel, I need to respect that. And mm -hmm. uh, so, so here's the thing, is that when he says he still has feelings for her, Quinn's face like kind of actually lights up a little bit. And then it falls yeah. when he's like, I have feelings for Rachel. And then she goes over because Rachel was watching this and she walks up to Rachel and turns out this was a sting. And Rachel wanted to be uh -huh. sure that Finn still had feelings for her and not for Quinn. And she's like, yeah, well, I guess Finn really loves you. So there you go. Fuck you. Yeah. Is that for Barry or is it not for Barry? That's, this, I genuinely cannot tell. This is not for Barry. This is Quinn thinking, wow, Rachel, you're a huge bitch, and I can't believe Finn loves you despite the warning signs. Yeah. Yeah. And then, final scene. I've been talking a lot, but it's okay if I just run through the final scene. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Go so, for it. so, Will walks in, he's like, well, everyone, due to the Britney Spears sex riot, I've decided that even though Britney Spears is super cool and awesome, she's just not us. <sighs> fine whatever fuck off will and then rachel's like mr shoe I, I know you said that we can't do britney spears but what if i sang some young adult contemporary do you remember paramore <sighs> and then she goes and she's like finn this is for you 
now I understand that even that, that I, even though I love you, I must let you fly free. And Brittany's like, Finn can fly? Wait, Finn can fly? <laughs> and Kurt's like, okay, Brittany, come on. Uh-huh. And Brittany's like, wait, I thought I was getting all the solos. Next week I'm going to sing a song by Kesha. Which, like, literally... God, that'd be fun. In, in um one of her dance numbers earlier in the episode, with her the dark eye makeup she was wearing, I was like, this is very, like, Kesha with the dollar sign era, Kesha. Yes, this is vintage Kesha. Mm-hmm. Um... But yeah, then uh, Rachel sings The Only Exception by Paramore, and all the songs in the episode were a Britney Spears song, except for this one, because it's The Only Exception. Wonk! Yep. Dur- during this musical number, it's like, it kind of cuts between shots of Rachel and Artie and Will looking at their their respective romantic interests, and it's like, Artie just kind of looking at Tina and Mike sitting together, and he just sits there looking, like, quietly resentful. And Will's shot is of him in the parking lot looking at Emma as she gets into uh, Carl Stamos' sports car. And Rachel's is just looking at Finn in the hallway as he talks to Brittany Santana. And it's a little bit cute because then Finn's like, hey, I'm gonna go hang out with my girlfriend. And he, like, walks away from them to join her. And it's... It's fine. Yeah, I I got like a couple of seconds into the song and I was like, I, I'm tapping out. This probably is going to have any narrative significance because we are literally wrapping the episode up. So yeah, <laughs> goodbye, mm. Brittany, Brittany, I am done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we're, we're not quite done. <laughs> we got to do our wrap up stuff. So. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fun fact. Fun fact, this is the first time that Rachel's gotten two solos in an episode. But God, at what cost? Yeah. yeah. It's also the first time that Brittany got two solos, though, so. Well, a solo and a duet. But still, these were her first singings. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so Crash, you're our special guest. What mm-hmm. was your Gold Star song? Um, I think I would give it to me against the music probably i am also agreeing with that i think see i think a good chunk of the songs are good uh britney's mm. so so heather morris sings slave for you good i just never liked yeah. that song um toxic yeah. is mm-hmm. pretty good just because they changed up the composition of it mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and stronger is 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 fun more because of like the episode than the music of it itself mm-hmm Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm going with me against the music. Mm-hmm. How about you, Christina? Uh, I'm also gonna do a uh, triple crown. All right. Me against the music. Although, also honorable mention does go to Toxic because, like you said, Tanner, the uh, the the orchestration and arrangement being different was a very fun touch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- that felt like very accurate, like high school show choir performance to me, minus oh, yeah. the mm-hmm. awkward teacher contribution, but like. That felt yeah. like an arrangement, like I could have seen my Jopar doing kind of a thing. <laughs> right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Crash, what was your gold star non-musical moment? I'm sure we can think of something. Um, Honestly, I think starting the episode with Brittany going, he discovered America, to about like who is Criss Cross was like, I felt like that put me in a good mood for the rest of the episode. <laughs> and just like her delivery of the, the line was just like, it was so incredibly funny. 
perfectly timed. Just I could like that. That st- the episode started on a high note, and then I was like, "Oh right, I'm watching Glee. This is not gonna. <laughs> this isn't gonna last." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Christina, how about you? Uh, I'm gonna give mine just to Brittany. Brittany in general, mm-hmm. both Britneys. Yeah. But both Britney Spears for being such a good sport and like, like seems like she was having a fun time doing her cameos. Mm-hmm. So like, good for her, but also good for Britney Susan Pierce for uh for standing up for herself and getting dance solos and music solos actually, mm-hmm. which is good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I liked the part where Finn tried to give Rachel his hoodie. yeah i feel like that's like a good moment of like you can tell that like finn wants to make this work but like rachel is insufferable (laughs) yeah (sighs) yeah and like he's trying to be like accommodating and patient it's just like kind of hard when you're not meeting in the middle i think that's like a lot of this episode was like the two of them just like not really seeing eye to eye or meeting in the middle on a lot of their issues that they're having mm-hmm mm-hmm um all right now crash what was your slushy moment what is what what is that exactly that's like the worst of the moment the moment you want to just dunk a slushy oh. at um I think the uh, the toxic masculinity and tearing of Finn's varsity jacket was was pretty bad. What about you, Tanner? Um, I'm going to go with the uncomfortable scene where it's just Brittany and Carl in the dentist's office. Yeah, yeah, I get that. How about you, Christina? Jibby. I, I thought so. <laughs> Honorable, honorable uh, mention slushy though goes to Will. Will refuses to quit Schuster. Yeah, w- Will does not respect boundaries, Schuster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he also like makes a joke about, um, or there he has a line about like, okay, now we're gonna talk about Michael Bolton, and I was like, why? Why do we need to talk about Michael Bolton? Because <laughs> he's also idol contemporary. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Anyways, that's it. Brittany has been Brittanyed. Yes. Hallelujah. <laughs> so, Crash, thank you mm-hmm. so much for joining us and going through no this problem. with us. We were glad to have you. Thank you. It was a lot of memories flooding back as I was <laughs> rewatching this episode <laughs> and just being like, oh god, I... I liked this and i put up with this and now like i just jumping feet first back into this episode i was like this is a lot Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) yeah and good news now you can uh now you can take that part of your brain and just let it go to rest thank god (laughs) unless unless we drag you back again (laughs) which i would love to be back yeah oh i i always love coming on my friends shows (laughs) I mean, God knows Tanner's heavily involved in my own show, so (laughs) it's only right. (laughs) Associate producer Tanner. (laughs) (laughs) Easily number one fan. (laughs) Loser Like Me is a part of the Corner Podcast Network. We can be heard on your podcasting platform of choice, and if we aren't there, let us know and we will work on getting there. 
We can be found at LoserLikeMePod on Twitter and through at LoserLikeMePod at gmail.com. And we also have Discord, uh, Pinch Tweet, uh, for the invite link on the Corner Podcast Network uh, Twitter account. And I also put the link in the podcast description, too. Yes, cool. Thank you, Tanner. Um, but yeah, so uh, tune in next time when Glee tries to do religion. Oh, boy. Oh, that's another big crossover. It's not just a guess, it's a crossover episode. Oh, yeah. I forgot. I We will have to get that group message started. Yes. And figure it out. But don't have to worry about that this time. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's, that's what, what you missed, missed on, on Glee. Glee. Just go ahead and grab a chair and listen now. As we riff the show, Tanner and Christine are gonna figure out why we love the show. Better grab your golden stars and slushies, cause you're listening. You're listening to Loser Like Me. Loser Like Me. Loser Like Me. Loser like me.